The following episode contains material that may be disturbing to some listeners. Trigger warnings are in the episode description. Listener discretion is advised. Hello humans and welcome to Getting Gamers, your guide to understanding the gamers in your life. I am your host, Juke. My pronouns are they, them. And today, we are going to address the topic of do violent video games cause violent gamers? Today, to talk about this topic, I am once again accompanied by Perf. Hi. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Perf again. My pronouns are he, him. Yeah. Didn't forget this time. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Before we start, um, I guess I'll address just why this topic came to light or why we wanted to cover this topic first of all it's it's a really a really common worry that people have that violent video games would cause violent gamers i think we've talked about it in episode one and two about gamers being perceived as violent people it is indeed something we hear a lot in the media or just casual discussion about gaming i'm uh, studying criminology and in one of my classes, um, my, it's one of my classes is called um, criminal violence. And in that class, we covered violence in media and we briefly covered violence in video games. And um, when I saw that the teacher had linked a bunch of articles about violence in video games, my first reaction was, oh, this is going to be annoying. They're going to talk about how video games are bad and blah 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 and I I just didn't want to hear it but I I had to because it was my class and then I clicked on all the articles and it was actually like science is on our side science is proving that violent video games do not cause violent gamers and um, that's basically what this whole uh, episode is going to be about and just to be transparent I guess all of our sources are going to be in the description of this episode, or as many as I can remember to to put and find, but uh, the the facts that we're going to be giving out are are not like pulled out of our asses. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the first thing we have to start off with when we talk about violence in video games is the topic of mass shootings. Clearly, we've been hearing all sorts of things about it. Yeah, and I think mass shootings are a sensitive subject, but are often brought up when talking about violence in gaming and um in general it's just just that like after a mass shooting you almost always hear that the culprit had played video games um or certain video games like after the columbine shooting i think we found out that they played the game doom and it was a uh shooting in norway Norwegian? Norwegian? What's the... C'est quoi Norvège en, en anglais? Norvège? Norvège? Is that it? But yes, Doom was one of the first um, first-person shooter that he said that uh, to be... to have inspired mass shooters uh, alongside with uh, Call of Duty too, if I'm not mistaken. And in Norway, when there was a mass shooting... <laughs> Norvegia, Norwegian, Nor, Norway. Yeah. Kirby would be ashamed of us. 
<laughs> so in Norway, after there was a mass shooting, we found out that the culprit had said that he learned how to shoot with Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty is also a big name in uh, the first sh- first person shooter category. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know what we're talking about here. Yeah. I think the number one thing to keep in mind is that everyone plays video games or most people play video games. It's not something that you can just turn to and say, oh, that's the problem. That's Because then everybody would be committing mass shootings and they're not. The other thing to remember that's been pointed pointed out in many articles is that children have played with toy guns ever since guns have existed. Video games is not the culprit here. However, there is a correlation between people that are aggressive and violent people liking violent content. So as much as we're here advocating alongside science (laughs) that violent video games do not cause violent gamers, there are violent people who are going to prefer violent video games, violent movies. There's a there is a correlation there and that does exist. Well, which is not surprising. Yeah, absolutely not. This doesn't mean them <laughs> being gamers and playing video video games that are violent is going to make them go in the street and go mass shooting people. Exactly. I'm pretty certain that a bunch of criminals are huge fans of music. It doesn't mean music causes you to be violent or be a criminal it's just that everybody loves music you know <laughs> i think the important thing to remember from all this is that there are going to be people who are violent who do get influenced by violent content but the content doesn't create the violent the person violence. exactly these people are often people who have tr- troubling backgrounds troubling pasts and who've been violent since toddlerhood from the stuff i've seen in my class so far so yeah. you're saying that they're most likely pre-existing mental health disorders Yeah, you know, the same way we say that, like, uh, bullies are often people who have been bullied and stuff like that. So, like, people who have experienced violence a lot in their childhood might have those tendencies. It's also part of other um, social concept. It's uh, recreating a certain environment because it's the only thing you know. Mm -hmm. Like social learning. Yeah, yeah, it's directly related to social learning. Yeah, exactly. I think the big part of this episode is also trying to figure out if video game, violent video games are a trigger of these violent person. There is still a certain consensus uh, amongst researchers that there is a certain desensitization. Is that a word? People do get desensitized to the violence that's in the games. But as my teacher pointed out, you can be desensitized to gore on TV and violence in games, but still be super sensitive to violence in real life and still be a super empathic person and care and not be okay with violence and not want to commit any acts, even though you're desensitized to violent content. Yeah, and that that is also part of something I really don't like about people blaming video games for people uh, that creating violent people. I mean, of course, we know how to make difference between real life and video games. How, how stupid do you think we are? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
If we look at the actual numbers, uh, the University of Villanova did a study. If you look, ever since the creation of video games, the sales, it's just been on an upward slope ever since video games have been invented. However, if you look at homicide rates and violence, if you look at those graphs, homicide rates have been lowering at like a very steady pace for a very, very long time. And when the creation of video games happened, homicide rates didn't all of a sudden go up. It is harder to go off facts. It's so much easier when it's just like... Conversation? Yeah, like episode two is very easy to do because we could just talk and it was easy topics. But now to like be going off of a list of interesting facts. Mm-hmm. And if we're completely honest, this is the second time that Perf and I record this episode. We're new to podcasting and it is so awkward to sit in front of a microphone. <laughs> And we want to give you guys uh, the most accurate information because we actually care about what you will be learning on this podcast. And on this podcast, we do try hard. We do. Yeah. (laughs) As much as we like to talk about how no matter the game, no matter how violent it is, it's not going to create violent people. I think something that's not non-negligible is aggression. And there was certain studies that my teacher had sent to me and that Perf and I looked at. And uh, there were these psychologists that wanted to measure the level of aggression that players have after playing a game. So they created two versions of the game Half-Life. In one version, you had to shoot your enemies. And in the other version, you pointed a laser at them and the laser made them disappear. So one of them, like they both do the same thing, but one of them is more violent than the other, where you see the person die. The other one, they disappear. Yeah, The researcher then created obstacles for certain players by making the game harder or by making the controller harder to use. After the game, the participants answered a questionnaire about their emotions and tested their aggressivity towards others. They test the aggressivity by asking the participants how much time the next player should put their hand in freezing water. And the players that had the harder game wanted the next player to suffer more. So what we see here and what's been proven and proven or showed in this article is if the game is too hard... The player has a feeling of incompetence and that makes them angry. But if he masters the game, he will be proud and confident no matter how violent the game is. So it's normal for certain gamers to be more aggressive after playing a video game. But it's not because the video game is violent and it's not an aggression that is proven to last a long time. It's it's not an, like, an emotion that stays with them. It's a momentary thing and... I think that's normal in all people. And I think a really good example is Perf. Like, Perf never swears and gets mad. Like, he'll swear, like, in easygoing, fun situations, but he's never going to swear out of anger or, like, rage or anything. But while I was researching this topic, I could hear him get mad and be like, tabarnak. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But it's natural. It's normal. And, like, you're one of the most patient, patient people that I know. You're one of the most patient people I think most of the people in your life know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, some sometimes the game, losing a game might be frustrating. Um, bad teammates or teaming that are not uh, collaborating are frustrating. Lag is frustrating, which is a delay of response caused by... Um, uh, Wi-Fi and stuff. The Wi-Fi, yeah, you, you know that, guys. Uh, connection issues that can affect the gameplay. Um, but all in all... 
it's not about being violent or not. It's just a general um, frustrating moment. Yeah. And I think what's really important to remember and what some people tend to forget is that anger and aggression does not mean violence. And I think a lot of studies have shown that after certain games, like the player can get angry or after certain games, the player can feel aggression. But it's important to remember anger and aggression is not violence. And it's normal to be angry and it's normal to feel aggressive or have, you know, I wanted to punch my screen while writing a book report. You know, like getting mad at your computer is natural. Getting mad at your controller is normal. When your keyboard's not doing what you wanted it to do, you get mad. Exactly. And it's not going to make us just go randomly shoot people in the streets or even make a plan about doing such a thing. Yeah. It's a complete nonsense to me. Absolutely. And if people are saying, oh, well, if they feel aggression, that then that proves that they're violent. Then I'm like, okay, but when you get mad at your computer because your, your internet crashed and you lost the entire school assignment that you were doing, if you went to beat someone up because your internet failed, then you have issues and it has no, it's not the internet's fault and, and it's not video game related exactly <laughs> my my examples are a little stupid i love it <laughs> and um i have here in my notes that gamers know how to distinguish real life from <laughs> from gaming no shit <laughs> it was mentioned in the article i think we mentioned it earlier too but in the article that i was sent it was mentioned and when i when I sent it to Perf, he got so upset. And he was like, well, how, well, how stupid do they think we are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, everything negative they said about me, it's not true. What negative thing did I say about you? That I'm swearing? <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> I never do such things. No. I am only a good boy. <laughs> I never hear you while you're gaming with random people online go, Calis tabarnak! <laughs> shh, shush now. But speaking about distinguishing real life from the game, I think something people might forget or maybe they don't correlate it to this topic, but I think it's very pertinent. There is often violence after sports games. Even here in Montreal, if the Canadians don't win or if the Canadians, like the Habs, the, the hockey team, does win, they're, the people are like so hyped. They're breaking windows and like flipping out. Practically riots after different like soccer or hockey games. And it, that's crazy. And you, I haven't seen gamers do as much property damage as I've seen hockey fans do in montreal they might be destructive towards their own equipment but gaming equipment's expensive <laughs> yeah you don't you don't want to destroy it because <laughs> yeah. then you're just gonna be mad at yourself and that and then there again that's an anger problem it's not a gaming problem if you get mad at so much that you break something that's super expensive of yours that's because you have anger issues that's not because you have that, that video game issues. violence yeah it's not about violence. Yeah. The next important thing to talk about is the appeal. 
why are people so attracted to violent games? And in the studies that I've read... Actually, in the study you're talking about, um, what surprised me is that violent content is not the one that's preferred by most gamers. Because you thought it was? I guess I was biased because it's the kind of content I do like. But then again, you don't see me going in the streets and shooting people. Yeah, but so what the studies were showing is that violent games are some of the most popular games... But it's not because of the violence. And the psychologists that were leading these studies, they believe that they're popular because they offer challenges that allow the player to feel competent and gives them many choices, which satisfies autonomy. So GTA, Grand Theft Auto, is a super popular game. And it's, it's, there's a lot of violence in that game. What science is showing is that people like that game because they can do whatever they want in the game, not because it's violent. Even though, like... Violence is a huge part of that game. And so what we're seeing is that the psychological need for satisfaction, so the satisfaction of autonomy and competence, it was all associated with enjoyment, interest towards a sequel, and word of mouth. All of those things, like the the, the need for satisfaction of autonomy and, and competence, it would, it would come before mature content or violent content. You know when you're on porn websites and they're like you can't you can't finish this game without coming or blah 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 and they're trying to sell you like these sex games i don't know if you guys have ever clicked on those games i've clicked on those games before because i was so curious i never did <laughs> i was so curious especially when i was younger but the game you you can't make it's like there's no choices it's just a it's just like a story sex sells you know so there's never heard of that one <laughs> but if the game is super sexual but it's not like a, a full video game with a bunch of choices. So as much as sex sells, there's a reason why those games aren't like more popular than GTA and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> there's a little bit of sex in GTA too. Yeah, of course. But there's a lot more options versus like a game that's super sexual and still they don't have this tremendous success because there's there's not enough autonomy and there's not enough choices in in the game, in that world of... Autonomy is a big part of the game, indeed. I think most people play... Excuse me. <laughs> most people play video games to just escape life and do things that they wouldn't normally do. It's like the other game. The other day we were playing with our friends Divi and Nelter, which you guys will have met by the time you hear this episode. Um, and the game was so hard we had like this road event on the game and it was so hard and i just looked at the board and i was like we play you to escape real life you realize <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> uh, it's gloomhaven yeah yeah it's a dnd uh, dungeon and dragon like game yeah but it was hard <laughs> It was fun, though. Yeah, it is fun. And I think on that subject of getting to do things in video games and the attraction to video games is doing things you can't normally do in real life, there's also the fact that through these video games, children and, and other people, many people, get to face certain fears that they've had in their lives. And I think Perf is a great example of that. Indeed I am. Because, um, yeah, I've been playing a zombie video game. And zombies were my worst children fear. And I got to go over it by playing and looking at a great amount of games and series about uh, zombies. and Just like Resident Evil being my favorite one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, and if you think about it, zombie video games are some of the most violent, gory type games. Like, maybe not the most, but they're pretty fucking violent games. And they're they pretty freaking gory and scary games. And you are... The whole point of the game is shooting people. There's They're zombies, but they're humanoid. Yeah. Um, and instead of creating a bunch of negative stuff in you, it actually had a really positive effect. This fear that you had ever since you was a child, as soon as you started playing these games, you kind of faced those fears, and that's huge. And something that I see in my criminal violence class is that fear is a huge part of violence. It's like this vicious circle. The more there's violence, the more people are scared. The more people are scared, the more violent they are because they're like more impulsive and... They're gonna be. They're gonna attack by fear of getting attacked. Yeah, but they're react. That's it. They're reacting defensively. Yeah. So having this game counter your fear and come fix that fear is actually a solution to helping fix violence because because of that vicious cycle of fear causing violence, causing fear causing violence. Uh, there's this saying of, in order to stop homicide or in, in order to reduce homicide rates, you must first reduce homicide rates. And something I forgot to mention earlier, which I think is important to say, there was a a criminal that had said that Call of Duty taught them how to shoot. And I think a lot of people have said, oh, I've learned to shoot with this or that game. Um, I can see how some games are super realistic and they can teach you more or less how a gun works the same way there are flight simulators and stuff like that. But a great example, again, that my teacher gave was I can learn how to make a cake on TV. It doesn't mean I'm going to go make a cake. Like, I'm going to go bake a cake if I want to bake a cake, not because I learned how to do it. And to be honest, um, first, I don't think Call of Duty would be a great tool to teach someone to shoot, but it could be very accessible on everything else just... By, uh, for example, YouTube. I'm pretty sure YouTube is a much better platform Absolutely. To, to, to learn how to shoot. Yeah, So sure. I do believe it is utterly stupid to blame video game here again. Yeah. All that aside, there are people who are more irritable and who do live negative consequences due to gaming. We're not being all rosy glasses blind to real life yes there are people who have problems with gaming basically what i'm trying to say is that addiction does exist in this world and the same way you can be addicted to gambling you can be addicted to alcohol it can create all these problems which in the end can create even more problems in your life and which could lead to someone being violent or aggressive Some people, when they struggle with addiction, they have some really negative side effects. It's not because of the video game. It's because of the addiction. And on that topic of addiction, we will be covering it in the future episodes. Yeah, it would be interesting to cover. But don't worry, guys. We're not going to be posting lots of episodes, heavier episodes back to back. We're looking for a balance of lighter, more informative videos. And then some videos like this that are more... Balance is everything. (laughs) Yes. Anyways, all this to say, keep your eyes opened for future episodes that are going to be fun and informative. And... 
yeah, sometimes some some episodes might be heavier, but uh, as important or even more important. Absolutely. All right, guys. If there are terms we have said in this episode that you don't understand, don't worry. We will be covering all of it. But just in case I miss any, why don't you tweet us at Getting Gamers to let us know what terms you don't understand and any of the questions that you may have about their side of the world. Make sure to check out our other episodes for any terms that, that we've already covered and our website, gettinggamers.com, where we build a glossary that gets updated with each episode. If you yourself are a gamer and you've noticed that I've gotten something wrong, please do not hesitate to write to us too so that I can make sure the information I give out is as accurate as possible. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook with the handle at Getting Gamers. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Juke underscore ish. <laughs> J-U-K underscore I-S-H. <laughs> Perf, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I would like to leave a shout out to my good old friend, Zik. Um, you can go and watch a few of his games, like Star if you like StarCraft, uh, Gears of War. He's a very talented player, so you can go see him on Twitch. His channel is Z-I-K underscore Q-C. And he also has a YouTube channel, which is Innerverse Creations. If you like uh, electro music, uh, it's all in the psi realm of music so uh give this guy some love he's very talented and deserves it all right so on twitch zik underscore qc and on youtube universe creations that's right perfect so well thank you for joining me on this uh, heavy topic today per gg gg bye the artwork for this podcast was made by my dear friend ariel you can find her on twitter at Prophet Possum, and you can find her on Instagram at Prophet Opossum. Our intro and outro song is made by David Fesslian from FesslianStudios.com. Job's done.